The Brandon Peters Show may contain explicit language and detailed plot points. For more information on the show, stay tuned to the end of the episode. And now, here's Brandon. Welcome back as we close yet another week out with another song. Joining us again from earlier in the week, the director of Bleeding Audio, Chelsea Christer. Hello. <laughs> so today we are taking a look at Adam's song by Blink-182, the third and final single from 1999's massively successful Enema of the State. The video debuted in 2000, directed by Liz Freelander, and you've seen her work because you've probably seen either You Learn by Alanis Morissette, Flagpole Sitta by Harvey Danger, Celine Dion's That's the Way It Is, The Great Beyond from R.E.M., Deftones, Change of the House of Flies, Some Three Doors Down videos, Michelle Branches Everywhere, Kelly Clarkson, she's huge. She does a lot. <laughs> she's well-versed in music videos, but she's also done television, like uh, episode of The Boys, Jessica Jones, American Horror Story. Sleepy Hollow, Vampire Diaries, Pretty Little Liars, One Tree Hill. She's She's got cred. She's got cred. This song is like a departure from what at the time was typical Blink-182 music. And it was written about depression and loneliness on tour and coming home to no one. And it's, it's a, they want to make it clear it's an anti-suicide album, as downer as it sounds. It almost didn't make the album, too. But, um, yeah, it was late and the band... Hoppus was like, I don't, you know, guys, I don't know. They're like, is it fit our stuff? They're like, no, it's a good song. Good songs just go on our album. And did you have Enema of the State? Were you flying that one back then? I didn't really listen to Blink-182. Oh, okay. I wasn't, um, I wasn't a huge Blink fan. Um, I remember I had some friends when I was in middle mm-hmm. school, which kind of leans me a little young. But um, I, had, I had some friends who were really into Blink-182. And I just... I just didn't get really super into them, if I'm totally gotcha. honest. <laughs> of course, I know a lot of Blink-182's music, and they were such a pivotal late 90s band, yeah. too. You know, they were so iconic. So, yeah, I, I did not have the record. Gotcha. But I heard, a, I heard a lot of songs on the radio. <laughs> there you go. I For me personally, like I had it, and it was in the right wave of when I was listening to a lot of punk and ska from the time, which is a completely different kind of punk than what we were talking about in Decline of Western Civilization. Yeah. Which those guys would probably go, that's not punk. <laughs> like, like, posers. You know, <laughs> posers. Like, from Green Day comes Blink-182. And Blink-182 just inspires a whole new generation, emo, punk, rock, and stuff like that. But this one kind of just fell in. Like, I was listening to, you know, a lot of, you know, like Real Big Fish, the ska stuff. And there's like MXPX, which was a band that kind of took off and didn't. Um, <laughs> they, they appeared in one of, I think, Blink-182's early videos, too. I think they were yeah, knew I each mean- other. Yeah, MXPX has been around for what feels like forever. <laughs> yeah, they, they like started uh, they as like, like a Christian band, and then they there's a lot of bands. I think like they got into like the Christian rock scene and tried to jump off from there. Like they were using that as a model to 
to get Which out of there. Which is genius because yeah. Christian rock bands make so much money. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, they're well funded because the people funding them don't pay taxes. Right. <laughs> like, so like my one of my best friends who shot stuff on my film, mm-hmm. like he basically got his start making Christian rock music videos because mm-hmm. the bands had so much money. <laughs> and he right. was like, I can make them be really cool with this. So, yeah. yeah. It was a launching pad in the 90s. Like, I think the new metal POD band, they came from Christian music. Oh God, like that's right. They're just, yeah, let's let's jump from there. Like, it, it was an obviously obvious gateway to success almost. And totally. The video, it features the band playing in front of a wall with photographs that we'll zoom in and out of that show... All around the excitement with the band, there seems to be a lonely person or someone going through some troubles left behind every time. And Liz Freelander's vision for the video was to focus on everyday individuals with difficult moments in their lives. And she said, we never know what's going on in other people's lives, people who we have relationships with, but also the people you sit next to at a concert or pass on the street, these humans you brush up against. And she says, we're all dealing with other stuff and we don't look and don't see. And so then we don't notice. And it's a smart move in my mind to take it in that direction because people watching the video are going to sympathize with those people. They're not going to sympathize with band members and a successful band acting that way. Totally. And it's just real clear. Yeah, and I think too, in some of our conversations in about my film about decline is that there's this, again, this massive disconnect between what our outward perception of success and like what's actually going on behind the scenes and i think we as as just people we see rock stars we see these bands being super successful they're so famous like Mm -hmm. everything's going so great and so Mm -hmm. it's hard for us to see them struggling because we're like oh yeah just like you know wipe your tears with your hundred dollar bills you know or Mm -hmm. something like where it's just like we think oh everything is going great for you you can't possibly be depressed or sad about something Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think and, I mean, they do, treatment. but yeah, <laughs> but it's being the, you know, not s- someone who would understand who has been involved like you or I have in the mix with a musician, an actor or, or an artist. And that's a successful one or, or anything like that. They they don't seem to remember that they're people. So it makes it really hard to make the video like that because they see them as a product almost. And it's sad. Totally. It's sad because I always I do conventions and stuff with my podcast like I'll, I'll have a booth where people come meet me or whatever and i do live show and stuff i'm nobody big but there are the people there and i never like, i never go over like because i'm like what am i gonna say like what <laughs> like they're gonna hear the same thing 80 billion times people like and i see people making them like jukeboxing them almost like player hits say the same thing and i struggle with like personally like interviews and stuff a lot because i i don't want to hear that i don't want to ask the same questions all the time i don't like if you can pop in a DVD on an actor and get it, like why should I ask it again? Like, right? But people go to these conventions and they just like, oh, they want to hear that same thing. Can you say that line again? What What was this? And it's the same questions. And those people, you know, it's kind of sad that you can't do that with Blink in this video, but you have to do it with the others. Just that yeah. perception. By Grabthar's like, hammer, you shall be avenged. <laughs> right. Yes. Sorry, deep cut reference there. No, that's good. That's good. Yeah. No, agree. <laughs> <laughs> well thank you yeah well said well said i have nothing to add <laughs> yeah and they got criticized with this song for going softer but hmm. the people like people must have forgot two years before this green day had time of your life which would be even softer than this and suffer everybody's graduation 
for that the was rest that, of eternity. Gra- <laughs> my graduation sucked. I had the cheesiest one was I had graduation by vitamin C. That was mine. Oof, that's bad. That was my- so you want to know how stupid my graduating class was? Sorry if you're hearing this high school. You're not going to hear it. One of the like really dumb popular kids made a case to have What Is Love be our graduation song. Oh. Everybody thought it was so funny <laughs> to have the guys who whatever the... The head boppers. Was, yeah, the head boppers, you know, have like, What Is Love? Baby, don't hurt me. And that was our graduation song. It's because everyone was like, that's fucking hilarious. I was just like, no, all of you are dumb. Like, all of you are dumb. (laughs) Like, nothing against that song, but I guess it wasn't Time of Your Life. Yeah. (laughs) Which is a great song. Great song. Right. But, um, you know. It could have been another year of Sarah McLaughlin, I Will Remember You. Oof. Could have been, you could have been the eighth (laughs) year in a row. Right. Like, Uh. the next, like, the year after mine was like, we're into graduation songs talking about Adam's song, but <laughs> the <laughs> well, year after these softer like songs from these artists, right? Um, the, the the year after mine was Eve, like the, I think the big one was Eve sick. Here's the night. I'm like, I, I could have dealt with that. I could have done that one. It's no, not too bad. It's better than a song called Graduation, right? Oh, a little gosh. on the nose <laughs> from Vitamin C. Who had was the, who was Vitamin C now? Just you know. Whatever, whatever you gotta do to keep the cold away, right? <laughs> I guess, yeah, that's about it. She sh- she went topless in Dracula 2000 and never heard from again. <laughs> that was uh, oh, being a woman in the industry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> slut yeah. shaming. <laughs> right. That anyway. That's all I remember about Vitamin yeah. C was that song. They parodied it in Scary Movie two, and then she did oh, really Dracula funny. 2000. Gone. Just it was just over. Wow. So, so Adam's song. Adam's song. <laughs> I like this song. I think it's one when I got the album, I was I was like, I want it heavy and fast, heavy and fast, heavy and fast. And then I when this came out as a single, I'm like, wait, that's on the album I bought? Oh, this is really good. There was a they call it controversy, but it's more just like a unfortunate happening that a, a Columbine student committed suicide playing the track on repeat in the year two thousand because he had a hard time dealing with his friend that he lost the previous year in that tragedy. But that was a big deal with this song and it's like I forgot That's, about that. Yeah. Yeah, I totally forgot that this song was the one playing during that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, Columbine kind of, I think, hit me a little differently, too, because... You live in Colorado. I grew up in Colorado, yeah. yeah. We had, like, moments of silence for Columbine all the way up until I graduated high school. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was that was a really intense time. I forgot about that with this song. And it really, I think it really sucks as an artist when something is taken out of context like that, too. It's so hard to know like where the line of responsibility is drawn when you're making a piece of art that is trying to relate or like tell a certain story or mm-hmm. or express a certain thing that is meant to be like, yes, this happens. This is like how people feel. And to have it be taken out of context like that in such an ugly thing. It just really sucks that that can happen. And it's like really hard. I'm sure like as, you know, I'm sure Mark and Tom and Travis and like, it just, it must've been, yeah, that must've been brutal to like, just be like, this isn't us guys, (laughs) you know, like we wrote, we wrote this song. Like it's not meant, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where I'm rambling with that, but it's got to hurt. You meant for it to do something else and it. Yeah. It's just, I, I think with any art, 
like art is a reflection, right? Is like mm-hmm. you put yourself in it and then like people take their life experience and take something else out right. of it, right? And so it's like you can't really control like what people take out of it, right? You know? Like it's, it's like, almost not yours anymore. It's whatever yeah. people get from it, yeah. Exactly. Well, I mean, and that's what I think is great about art, like film, music, mm-hmm. anything, is that like everybody has this crazy collection of life experiences that they bring to the table and they all experience the same piece of art in so many different ways. And that can be like really incredible. But I mean, sometimes you can see things that might mm-hmm. not yet yeah, that like right. sh- are a bit darker to you. Or on um, the lighter side of things, people doing their wedding first dance to every breath you take by the police. <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> Which is, you know, uh, creepy, but like, all right, that's what that's what they picked. OK. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's... Did you what what was your what was your uh, wedding song? It was uh, You and Me by the Dave Matthews Band. That was their oh. hot, hot new single at the time. My wife and I followed them going to sh- lots of shows. So, Oh, that's that really nice. Yes. And now we are like tired of that song. Because <laughs> <laughs> everyone's like, oh, this is your song. This is it. Well, it, oh. we, go to, we go to concerts and hear it too much. And we're like, uh. God, seriously? <laughs> this again? So, yeah, that's... <laughs> That's what, yeah. Like she's like, I don't know. <laughs> she's Over like, it. she's like, I'm glad I didn't get lyrics tattooed on my arm for it. I was like, yep, <laughs> good. Yep, but yep, yep. That was ours. That was ours. And I like it. Yeah, I was lucky it wasn't some country song that she would have picked. So I was like, when she came to something like this, I was like, okay, I'll take that. Bullet, take that. bullet dodged. Bullet yeah. massively dodged. Well, unless unless you hate the Dave Matthews band, then I got the biggest bullet then. Then there you go. <laughs> Again, like everybody just comes to these art, you know, with different backgrounds and opinions mm-hmm. and experiences. So <laughs> Yeah. I, I like a lot I like a lot of things. We agree on like oh, like ninety nine things that are cool, but it's that one that people don't like that you're just oh done with you. <laughs> done with you yeah there's the deal breaker the The deal breaker deal breaker you know you're like oh this is so great oh we get on oh but uh." (laughs) right yeah it happens it's always something it's always one little thing one little thing we're almost there but i can't take that (laughs) but yeah adam's song um yeah blinkway 2 was a interesting video i thought it went well i mean we you know hoppus is in your documentary it's a the matches kind of come off in that music era and a woman director that I thought fit Aww. pretty yeah, good with it, it. So it all pieces together beautifully. I actually didn't know that Liz Freelander directed this. Yeah. And I think that's really dope because I've been wanting to do one of her videos and it just hasn't worked its way. Cause I, I do like her stuff and she's a name that I've had on my like planning list. And I was like, Oh, here we are. Here we are. So yeah. Talk about a career to admire, doing a bunch of like cool music videos and directing mm-hmm. great episodes of TV like Jessica Jones, which, yeah. Oh my God, that first season of Jessica Jones. First season of Jessica like, Jones, yes. Was like perfect, perfect, perfect television mm-hmm. to me. I actually, it's so funny that it was even brought up is because I. I was just, I was looking through like old memories or whatever. Mm-hmm. That stupid time hop app is like getting me through quarantine or like making it worse because I'm like, oh, this time last year we were out in the world with people. But like I saw a few years ago, like Jessica Jones came out around this time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ooh, that would be a really good quarantine rewatch. There you go. Yeah. Season one of Jessica Jones. It's like Tenant is amazing in it. Oh yeah. The whole show. It's just, it's just so good. It's just, oh God, that 
first season. And he's anyway, got like, cool. he's got like a, such a crazy power that they make you buy into it. Like it's something that works mm-hmm. on a comic book page. It kind of gets goofy when you go into that, but they nailed it. They made it. They made it work. Well, it's just Tenet is so charming that you totally buy that he would have the power of suggestion. If Tenet was like, oh, like go step into the street, I'm like, okay, <laughs> I don't know why, but like your hair is like. <laughs> It's just so distracting. I just don't even know what to say. You know? It's just so charming. Yeah. Even Broadchurch, where he's down and out. Charming. Oh, God, he's so good in Broadchurch, too. Damn it. Such a good actor. (laughs) He's great. He's great. Yeah, but Liz Freelander. I have to to look into some of our other music videos, because this is a great one. I mean, when you Mm -hmm. sent this through, I'll admit, I watched like the first half of it, (laughs) and then was like, I I was in the middle of something, and I was like, I'll watch it later. And then, and I was just watching, I was like, this is a great music video. This is a great concept, and Mm -hmm. also like really ambitious, considering when it came out, like this like zooming in, and also, I mean, back then, music videos had budgets, so it was a little different. Right. Like, you know, (laughs) zooming into these photos and like having this whole kind of like much more emotional vibe i think is Mm -hmm. just it was just really powerful and it was just cool to see and cool that she did it yeah i love it good feels i I love when when ladies direct pop punk videos because like i feel like pop punk wasn't super supportive of ladies in general so get them in there there you go yeah (laughs) yeah pushed on Mm -hmm. made her thing That'll wrap us up for another week here on the Brandon Peters Show. Chelsea, Christer, what an honor and what fun to have you here for the week. And heading into the weekend, please let everyone know once more where they can keep up with you and your other work. Yes, I won't rant this time. So you can find me on Instagram at Chelsea Christer. You can find me on Twitter at Chelsmark. And then you can get all the latest updates about Bleeding Audio at, at Bleeding Audio Film on Instagram at bleeding underscore audio on Twitter and bleeding audio film on Facebook. All right. And I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Brandon4KUHD. The written works at YSOBlue.com. The Brandon Peter Show returns for more excitement next week. But until then, always remember to keep the positivity in your online film chatter. Thank you for listening. The Brandon Peter Show is a Creative Zombie Studios production. Produced by Brad Shoemaker and Brandon Peters. Written and edited by Brandon Peters. Announcer vocals by Jessica Alsman. Theme song by Metavari. Web design and show art by Brad Shoemaker with Brandon Peters. All music and clips featured in the episode are property of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Additional information on this and other episodes at thebrandonpetershow.com. For any inquiries, press opportunities, or sponsorship, contact mail at thebrandonpetershow.com. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are found.